What's good, podcast people? It's your boy, Benji. Welcome back to the Chainlink Podcast. Now, today's episode, we got a pretty nice, chunky, chunky chain to resolve. First, we got Token Black's Trap Card 2, my review on that. Um, If you like Yu-Gi-Oh! and you like hip-hop, definitely got to get into that review. We got a case for Megalith, a new ritual archetype out of Ignition Assault. And Casey Cup with balancing, uh, rebalancing predictions because Casey Cup is underway. Now you know how chains resolve, so we're going backwards with this and starting with the Casey Cup rebalancing prediction. Casey Cup started on, I believe, the sixth and is going till the sixteenth. Um, I usually don't take Casey Cup too serious, but I am going to try this time in stage two because. There's nothing better to do than just try. You want to see how strong you can be competitively. And this is like the only real competitive season um, that rolls around in Duel Links is Casey Cup. So I might as well, you know, try, give it a shot. If I get top, if I get top, that's cool. If I don't, not hurt by it in any way, shape or form. So I really don't. It doesn't affect me either way. I just don't have. I'm not staying up 72 hours playing this game. That's not happening. (laughs) That's not happening. So I'll try to play as competitively as I can within the time restraints of actually having a life if that makes sense to my listeners out there but KC Cup is on the way and an ironic thing not really ironic just something a reoccurring pattern has occurred I've seen more and more dark magician decks and I say reoccurring pattern because the same thing happened when Six Samurai got completed with Sheehan. Before Sheehan, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to play Six Samurai. Six Samurai is cool. They're missing a lot of pieces. We should get Sheehan. Sheehan will be great for your deck. And yada, yada, yada. Then Konami was like, oh, word, y'all want Sheehan? Here's Sheehan. Here's Kazan. Here's Fuma. Here's Dual Wield. And then we, as a collective community, was like, nah, I'll take it back. Take it back. Um, forget that I said any of that. I don't want any of this. This is too strong. That's what's happening with Duel, uh, with um, Dark Magician in Duel Links. A lot of people, since the beginning of Duel Links, it's like, yo, I want to play Dark Magician. Dark Magician is pretty strong. They found any way to find a, like, to put Dark Magician on the field. You feel me? G-Star Demotion was out. G-Star Demotion, Dark Magician was a really strong deck with, um, I forget the trap card, uh, Champion's Vigilance as a trap card is just straight up negate everything and then have a dark magician or just summon dark magician girl and use sage's stone to get dark magicians out of the deck and so on it was a very very strong deck um then i believe was like tune no 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 tune dark magician girl is his own own entity on its own um then when we got magician's navigation and no when we got rod People try to play Dark Magician when we got Magician's Navigation. People try to play Dark Magician. And now we got Circle. And finally, the deck has its peak in the game right now. And people are like, oh, Dark Magician is so annoying. I don't want want to play it anymore. Facing against Dark Magician decks is just, like, crazy. They have to find a way to hit it. And it's like, weren't y'all just praying for this deck? Like three months ago like weren't y'all just wanting to play this weren't y'all just asking for eternal soul like that was y'all <laughs> now y'all don't want to play it anymore so that's an interesting thing for me 
me personally, I kind of am annoyed by the deck, but I'm not really annoyed that, like, I'm annoyed facing it, but I'm not annoyed that it exists. I'm really happy that Dark Magician has this moment to thrive. It's at its peak right now. And judging by how it is right now, I really don't think that we'll be getting a Princess Illusion Magician or Eternal Soul anytime soon, because Eternal Soul plus Circle will be fucking busted. But it means that Cosmic Cyclone, the Eternal Soul, and the deck starts to fall apart, which would be cool because you, you finally get it to its peak if we get Eternal Soul, and then that peak also becomes the Achilles heel to the deck. So it's like Dark Magician players will be like, do I want to put Eternal Soul on the field and activate it? Or do I not want to put it on the field and activate it? I can banish everything my opponent controls and like stop them from making most of their plays. Or I could lose everything I have on the field and get OTK next turn. Hmm. You feel me? Like it, it becomes that type of situation. And I think that that's pretty interesting uh, to have that dynamic of dynam- uh, Dark Magician being at its peak. And people complaining about all the cards that they've been wanting to put into the game for so damn long. And now it's, it puts this 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 bar on Dark Magician where there are other cards that we've seen in the game. We've seen, uh, I think, Yami Yugi at level 50 have Apprentice Illusion Magician in his deck. And we've seen Eternal Soul in the Tag Duel decks. It's there. The, the cards are in the files of the game. But can they release it to us with our annoyance? of Dark Magician as it is, you feel me, like, it's really interesting, aside from Dark Magician, oh wait, no, 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 we're gonna get back onto that, because I, Tamias, is finally seeing its light, finally seeing, like, it's, like, usefulness, people in the TCG never ran Dark Magician, or, I mean, I have Tamias in Dark Magician, because, like, it's not searchable by Rod, so it's, like, why even play it, you kind of playing with a Garnet in the deck, to, just to act, have access to cards in the extra deck, like, maybe for them uh dark calvary and um, what's the other one that dark magician and busted blader um i forget the name of it right now because it's not really seen a lot of play but yeah mostly dark calvary is just a really really strong card it does piercing it offers negate it's really good really really good i'm not i'm not mad at dark calvary at all um, aside from Dark Magician, in my experience, Element Saber is the, like, the next deck I run into a lot. And I get it, it's a control, kind of slow roll deck. Um, and I say that because you play Field Spell, you activate it to search Malehu. Malehu slows your opponent down while you pay life points by getting rid of that back row via Cosmic Cyclone to then search Alistair the Invoker and then go in for game with Purgatrio. That's literally how the, the every game gets played out you summon Purgatrio and you win. That's what people feared about when uh, Purgatrio came into the game, and now that's the state of that deck. And it makes sense that the two work together, and Konami already tried to find ways to limit cards on the invoked side of the engine, but on the Element Saber side of the engine, Malehu's an ultra rare, and the Field Spell's a super rare from a box, from a main box. So I don't know based on people being like oh you can't limit cards that people have paid money to get yada 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 you know i've had a whole discussion on this on a previous podcast episode um and i really don't stand with that stance but um yeah i don't know how they would be able to fix that i don't even have it in my balancing like notes my rebalancing notes i don't have the deck there because i don't know how to fix it so if you have any pointers please hit me up on twitter 
please hit me up on uh, subreddit because uh, I'm going to post this on subreddit I always do just to share this for with the community but um, on Twitter it's at probenchwarmer underscore please give me your thoughts always give me your thoughts I'm always interested in what you guys have to say and what I see on Twitter and I find a way to put it into my podcast so the next elephant in the room is grass 30 card sheer annuity now this is crazy because the last podcast I mentioned spell specialist and how strong it is and it's essentially stacking the deck I compared it with balance before it got like nerfed and so on and so forth you can guarantee almost guarantee to open your hand have a, a grass that's green in your opening hand by running minimal amounts of the other spells that you have to run in three copies of that graphic screener you have a three out of seven chance roughly i don't really know the statistics um to open with grass in one of as one of the cards in your opening hand and it makes it really really strong of a skill because you have access to a lot of cards that can help amplify the deck before even committing to a normal summon you feel me you have cards like burgeoning wildflame which banishes two fires from the graveyard to add it back to the hand when it's grasped and put into the graveyard running that at three and that effect is not hard once per turn you can banish cards in your graveyard thus you know if you banish uh, i think it's like a sword no spirit master you can pop one of your opponent's faced up monsters and then add this thing back to the hand or you can banish solitaire along with something else to special summon whatever you you banish you can banish uh squire to draw one discard one you can banish uh shirinui samurai to add a card from your graveyard uh, shirinui card from your graveyard back to your hand and you can also mill gazuki to then uh, banish another card to special summon another zombie from your hand. There's a lot of places that that gets opened up to thanks to that graphic screener. And it's kind of annoying because, like, I wanted to see if anyone plays it without the skill, the skill because I wanted to see how their odds are in terms of drawing that graphic screener without the skill. And one uh, Reddit user, Voyager106, said that he runs it with no... with um. No mortal can resist to turn opponent's graveyard straight up into skull servants. And I think that that's a very strong skill. But he says that he doesn't open. He opens with grass like um, 50% of the time, which is good. You feel me? He's still opening up with grass. It does prove that grass is the strong card and it's not just the skill. But he said that his toughest matchup without that graphic screener in his hand is Dark Magician because having access to world, uh, wild, uh, burgeoning wildfire plays on his opponent's turn or just on his turn against Dark Magician, a pop circle about Dark Magician would be greatly beneficial and he struggles against that matchup and that proves that the tech cards really give you options against other decks and the deck just gets fully fleshed out with grass and it's crazy uh how strong that deck is so i want to talk about my rebalancing predictions for casey cup as we know casey cup usually spells banless for most players like to most players in dueling's community and the predictions i have here well you guys heard all of that <laughs> spell specialist i believe will be nerfed um, maybe it'll be changed that uh, you have to run no traps, thus being the name spell specialist. You probably run all spells, which means that you have to get rid of a good chunk of the deck to 
to throw in either more monsters or more spell cards, which means you cannot play Burgeoning Wild Flame if the skill gets changed to have no traps. You see where I'm going with this. Also, maybe just it only activates when you have multiple copies of multiple spells, the same way that the coin flip skill Master of Destiny required you to have more coin flip cards in your deck in order to activate that type of thing you feel me like i would keep trying to see how to make the skill still work for most other people who would want to run the skill in the future but nerfed for grass looks greener decks and i think those are the two ways that work for right now the no traps might not even be consequential in the future when we get other grass decks that um that like other decks that want to utilize that grass looks greener but don't give a shit about traps it also kind of hurts magnets with no traps because magnet conversion is such a strong trap for magnets being in the graveyard as it is so i may not want that but it might have to be the necessary evil to get rid of grass decks um another skill nerf i want to add is to seal tombs and the reason why i have this here is because post-humanist army is another skill just like seal tombs that acts as a temporary field spell for any deck that you play it with they hinder your opponent in what plays they can do because of the skill and it's like a looming skill for the end of your to the end of your opponent's turn after you activate it so yeah it's a very very strong skill but it's kind of unfair that seal tombs has no life points active um no life point activation clause whereas uh post-humanist army you have to take at least a thousand damage i believe it is to activate it it's ridiculous that my opponent can play their whole field set their back row activate sealed tombs and end the turn i have no access to anything like that you feel me yes i get it it's the equivalent of running necro valley in the deck and getting the same result but necro valley is a card in the deck you sometimes will open with it, sometimes you won't. Opening with it means that one piece of back row or a viable piece to your combo is kind of missing. Seal Tombs doesn't have any of that, those restrictions or clunkiness. It's a skill. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Super ridiculous. So I think that maybe paying a thousand and then activate. Like if you take a thousand damage, then you can activate Seal Tombs would be pretty like fair because it'd be like every other really strong skill that requires a life point cost um to activate it i think that seal tombs kind of needs that because it's so good it's so versatile that like it is the like the, the definitive skill if the deck <clears throat> that you're running does not require a skill you run seal tombs with that deck because then your your skill is just there to hurt your opponent while your deck is consistent as it is anyway you feel me so it's kind of annoying to go up against seal tombs players that can just activate seal tombs turn one i think that's pretty ridiculous as far as cards go i would limit world flame uh world flame to either two or one that way it'll be less consistent with grass decks if i limit it to two uh, whatever I do to World Flame, I would have the opposite do to that Grassless Greener so that they can still be played together, but it just won't be consistent that they would add, like be in a combo together. You feel me? So if World Flame's at two, Grass is at one. If Grass is at two, World Flame's at one. You feel me? So that they can still kind of play together. Being two and one means that the deck also loses um, 
access to where Legacy Clash or Enemy Control or any other um, card that's semi-limited or limited currently. Also, when it comes to anyone who wanted to play like an Invoked Engine but using Grass, which I faced too, which was weird, would also mean that you can't run like that Grass of Greener at 2 and Melgelonica, which is also at 2 in the extra deck. So there's that kind of dynamic there. Um, other than that, probably hit Magician's Rod to 2. That would be the only way that I would find a way to stop Ma Dark Magician, so, so like, quote-unquote, because Rod is essentially the straddle, so the deck, it adds a card that lists Dark Magician as text, or Dark Magician, no, Scarlet Trap, I believe, from the deck to the hand, which Rod into um, Circle, Circle, Search Navigation, essentially, Set Navigation Pass, or, you know, Search Illusion Magic, pop it to get Dark Magicians, activate, um, not... Uh, navigation in the back row with circle on the field that's literally all dark magician does and rod gives all the access to it and giving it to two means that maybe dark magician will just run an extra copy of a of a magician of illusions or i forget what it is level seven like a special summon itself when you activate a spell or trap on your opponent's turn it's really not that like that bad of a loss it's just like a trade-off to run one extra copy of that so fuck it you feel me just give me rod the two and i'll be totally fine so on to the next part of the chain we got megaliths now megaliths is a ritual archetype from ignition assault they're all rocks either level four or level eight and they are decently powered you feel me i'm not gonna sit here and be like it's super op and i want it in duelings i want it in duelings because i love rituals but i kind of have ptsd from cyber angel tier zero meta so i'm like every time i think of ritual monsters i'm like eh, i don't know should we get demise in duelings i don't think so but like i really do think that megaliths would be pretty interesting simply because one they're ritual monsters and two they're rocks and being rocks means they have access to block dragon being a viable card in the deck so fuck it you know you know i love me some block dragon you guys see my art and it's block golem i love me that whole little mini series it is dope so what's interesting about the megaliths is that they don't use ritual spells which means there's less clunk in the deck they can ritual summon by sending the level eight rituals from the like discarding them to ritual summon any other ritual megalith ritual monster in hand by using uh, attributing cards in hand or on the field this means that you can run three copies of senju and like all megalith monsters and if you open up senju search level eight discard level eight special summon level fours if level fours add you cards um level fours can be used can have a secondary effect to tribute itself plus any cards on the field or enhance a special summon to ritual summon a, a megalith monster from the hand so you still have access to plays that way and yes you're putting a lot of ritual monsters in the graveyard kind of like cyber angels however a lot of the level eight effects revolve around you having the ritual monsters in the graveyard in the first place so it's kind of what you want to do to result and end on a level eight on the field and having senju plus a level four uh uh level four megalith monster on the field that can get you into the level eight just a1 you feel me not that bad so the level fours are orpheo haglith haggith and Och or oak i don't know how to pronounce it um ophio 
when ritual summon searches for a megalith monster and can be used to ritual summon. I already discussed that from the field by using it, the tribune itself or the other, mo other monsters you control or in the hand to special summon, yada yada yada. That is a really great card because it adds a um, megalith monster, which all of them are ritual monsters, so you can continue your plays off of that. So if you activate Senju and then search Ophiel, discard a level 8 to summon Ophiel. I mean, and then tribute another card in your hand to summon Ophiel, then use Ophiel plus Senju to get the monster you just searched from the deck to the hand onto the field that's really damn strong. That's really cool. You only end on one monster with that, and that's not bad. For me, it's slow, but it's really effective. Um, Haggith searches Spell of Traps. Same kind of thing when Ritual Summon searches Spell of Traps. Um, Megalith Spell of Traps aren't really best it's just the field spell is really good which is um megalith port portal whenever a ritual monster on the field would be destroyed the first time it would not be destroyed and when a, a ritual monster is summoned onto the field you can add a ritual monster from the graveyard back to the hand so you recur your resources and so on and so forth but this might not be the best because the level eights need ritual monsters in the graveyard to get their effects to be popping so eh, oak or och oak Ock um, is the other level four where its effect. Oh, yeah, its effect lets you draw one and, and discard one, so it's Dark World Dealings on Summon. But its um, ritual summon effect is a quick effect, means you can do it on your opponent's turn. Turn one, just go and send you, search Ock, discard level eight, summon Ock, and send you on the field and your opponent, on your opponent's turn. Quick effect send both to the graveyard to special summon a ritual monster from your hand that is really really good <laughs> it's really really strong um just having the option of a quick effect is just really really great um the level eight you have phalag which when it's on the field when it's been ritual summoned all monsters on the field gain 300 attack and defense for each ritual monster in the graveyard and this card i believe has like 2000 attack and can get really beefy just by having all the ritual monsters in the graveyard which is what i was trying to say so it's really good all of the level eights can discard themselves to ritual summon so that's the first effect not going over that over and over again the second one bethor targets cards your opponent's control equal to the ritual monsters in the graveyard with different names and destroys all of those cards yeah it targets might not be the best but you can literally end with like maybe three uh different named ritual monsters in the graveyard so when you summon this thing and pop three cards on your opponent's side of the field that is a1 that is a1 considering that Ock can get this onto the field as a quick effect on your opponent's turn they probably made all their plays and then you quick effect summon this thing onto the field and then pop three cards your opponent controls that is really 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 strong then you got Aratron, which its effect to discard to special to ritual summon is a quick effect in hand as well as its effect on the field when your opponent tries to target one of your cards with a card effect, whether it be spell, trap, or monster effect, you can shuffle a ritual monster from your graveyard to the bottom of your deck, negate, and destroy that effect. That is so damn good. It isn't relatively strong, but your ultimate goal is to put Phalag on the field alongside um, this card or Bethor, so you can just get in some massive damage and get rid of your opponent's cards and just kill them the next turn. Also, like I said, Block Dragon is level 8, so you can discard a card 
or use one of the level fours on the field to tribute block dragon from the hand to special summon um a level eight and then you can banish three from the graveyard with block dragon and put block dragon on the field to make your cards immune from destruction so that's also a thing that can be happening with the megalith deck as far as the tcg goes megaliths haven't been making too many strides it's kind of a small archetype as it is relatively new as well coming out of ignition assault but they can be pretty good i'm not gonna doubt them at all they can be really really strong and that's why i would love to see them in duel links we haven't had many rituals aside from uh aside from cyber angels actually be any type of competitive in duel links and i would like to have another ritual that like ritual archetype that can be pretty damn strong and i think megaliths can be it since we've been getting recenter and recenter cards in duelings why not you feel me and lastly uh, token black Yu-Gi-Oh. if you don't know who he is you should check him out check him out on twitter at token black ygo check him out everywhere his youtube his twitter his um his discord his uh, Twitch dude is fantastic when it comes to hip hop and making music. He's been on, if you don't know who Cypher Gang is or what the Cypher Gang is, he's been on the Pokemon Cypher 2013 and 2019. I don't believe he was on 2016, but he was there in spirit. You feel me? Um, the Smash Cypher, he killed it. Dude's been consistent and he's been consistently growing as far as like his wordplay his bars his flows has been constantly improving and trap card one and trap card two which is great for like Yu-Gi-Oh content Yu-Gi-Oh music and like in general it's freaking fantastic and I listen to trap card two all the time literally all the time trap card one was on my Spotify 2019 like top albums played like for a reason it's fucking great um if you go listen to Trap Card 1, I'm always going to say listen to Trap Card 1 before you listen to Trap Card 2 because there's a lot of homages in Trap Card 2 to Trap Card 1. It's got a lot of references there as well as far as the first track in Trap Card 2. Um, Token says, got me looking at my watch and shit, look at the time. Because Trap Card 1 has a track called Time to, uh, time to Duel where the hook is got me looking at my watch and it's time to duel. Um, both of the tracks, both of the albums are just really, really good. Um, Trap Card 1 had this gritty feel to it where like if you listen to um, Token and Kazura go off on on the intro track Kaiba and then go right into Blue Eyes White Dragon where Token uses a lot of references to prominent YouTubers and just straight up just slaughters the track through all of their references like saying niggas talking about shit but they don't really know what they talking about Team Samurai X1 and like just all of these references throughout the song is just so good like I, I can't listen to like the yugi tubers without thinking of a token back bar that he has said to them like at, about them and it's been really really cool to, to hear that there's a lot of really good tracks in trap card one my favorite is exodia because it's just so good the hook like i don't know why all these niggas hate exodia gonna obliterate gathering dragon put right in your face mind crush everything finna get a race like it's just so good just so good as far as like wordplay and bars and he just steps it up to another level in trap card 2 the intro with the production by uh, show for the beatdown that beat is just so strong being the um 
first season of Yu-Gi-Oh's English opener just made over a, a trap beat and it's just that it just feels so nostalgic and the bars and the like playing off of each other's wordplay on the first then the intro is just so good um then going right into it like if that intro wasn't there having sangan sangan just feels like an intro track it keeps that energy from the intro though albeit a little slow um slower of the beat that en- that energy is still there dude and all the bars just right they just token flex in his um his wordplay there and it, it it's consistent throughout the entire album you feel me all the features are really really strong um, albeit you can kind of tell which features have played Yu-Gi-Oh themselves by the bars that they spit and I'm not saying that to disrespect any of the features you feel me everyone came with it with all of their flow and like went bananas but you can tell who's actually sat there with the cards um, because it kind of you feel it in like the, the way that they deliver the bars you feel me and like where their references pull like i want to go straight to um you say which is such a strong heavy like hype track and uh lover tour i believe is the feature that's on that one every bar is a five d's reference and it's so on point on point is crimson devil it's like yo so good so good now once again my i said my favorite track on the track card one was exodia is token featuring tanooks tanooks was all over trap card two and he's so yo shout out to tanooks bro shout out to tanooks my favorite track on trap card two is um is uh millennium roly which features tanooks and then after that would be pot of avarice featuring tanooks and then after that would be um polymerization featuring tanooks so it's like this man gets like the award for being consistent as hell on like token and tanooks being together on a track you know shit's gonna be crazy and if like this like just the track card one and two doesn't like seal that up for you if you go listen to um Articuno ice pick and listen to what our friends for Sanooks there bodies it <laughs> you feel me and I'm like yo yo back to the, just the mixtape itself it's super consistent going through and through with all of the tracks um intro and just saying and into Fushino Tori with uh um Black Link Black Link just going every every line is quotable with Black Link and then Token picks it up right after um like that transition between um Black Link to Token just the um keep that jute fire on my hip I'm gonna let it kick no I keep some mochi in the clip it's gonna make you sick I pray to my Glock give a fuck about a genocide about a nemesis do not banish lord you just end up facing genesis and Token coming in you just end up facing genesis now you facing genocide Legacy of Darkness Ancient Left and Yo, like it just it just fucking flows so well into each other. You can tell that like that chemistry between both artists fits so well with the track and then Token just goes off with his verse when it comes after the hook and it's just like and that guy from text, but I knew it off top like a spiral deck. Like it just dude. And then the only gripe I have with this mixtape is only because and it's just like kind of a meme um token hosted a tournament yeah contest to get on trap card 2 and he sent like everybody had a chance to spit 16 on a beat produced by matt houston and 
he went on uh, on Twitch, streamed everybody's uh, verses, and I believe somebody won. I couldn't stay up to like, cause I, I teach, I'm a t- <laughs> so I gotta be up at like five in the morning. So I can't really like, I couldn't really stay up watching the streams. But I did participate. I did submit my bars. I was really not. I was under the impression that like I can submit it and like. I can give the bars and if I win or if I make it to round two or something like that if it makes it to like hey dude I want your verse on the thing I can just re-record it uh, that didn't happen of course I'm not on the track but no one's on the track and when you listen to Dark Magician that's the story behind Dark Magician where they like oh pay a token this is my entry for the you know the, the contest and then Kazura's on there just saying Dark Magician over and over and over again it's funny it's very funny but I kind of wish at least someone was on the track who won the contest because like what happened with the contest <laughs> like what happened um hopefully sometime in the future that will happen where like someone whoever won or whoever was in the contest who had like bars they, they get a, a track together and so on and forth that maybe it was like you know submitting a verse like took too long and the track the the mixtape was slated slated to release uh, in 2019 and it released at the end of 2019 i'm like not, not tossing dirt into it but like i'm not i'm not trying to stir this pot or anything like that but maybe token wanted to stay on his deadline and that didn't work out so dark magician had to throw into that because you know matt houston's beat is fantastic and to me it's like hearing the beat kind of get wasted and i don't think token ever wants to waste anything so <laughs> Uh, that's my take on that aside from that the whole mixtape is consistent the whole mixtape is fire if i were to give any of you listeners who's never never listened to token on like uh, at all uh, go listen to it now but if you wanted to listen to Yu-Gi-Oh and rap have something playing in the background when you play duel links um and you didn't want to listen to the whole mixtape which what are you doing i would give you like my top five tracks to listen to <coughs> off of trap card two would be <coughs> definitely sangan definitely fushi notori definitely para and docs um definitely you say um <coughs> i'm trying to think of the verses that token gave his all <coughs> and like went nuts and those are the, the top four for me and then um as a fifth it would have to be it's like a toss-up between delinquent duo or um lamborghini Ro- uh lamborghini wow millennium roly it's a toss-up between the two of them because tokens play with like the the wordplay alongside the features is just so strong on both of those tracks with um delinquent duo with shofu and millennium roly with tanukes so so good go check out trap card 2 stream it play it on spotify it's on everywhere you can listen to music at the moment it's also on youtube check that out hit it up with some likes and this is not token putting money in my pocket to say it this is me being honestly a fan and wanting more people to know about token and know more people to know about the trap card mixtape because if more people know it more people like it and more people fuck with it then we might get more trap card mixtapes down the line you feel me that's all i want <laughs> not can support as much as i can but i gotta expose you guys to this heat so go check it out shit is dope i really really fuck with it and with that being said i believe the the, the chain link is resolved
go check me out on Twitter. Hit me up with any of your thoughts on the podcast episodes, on the podcast itself. If you want to, if you have a topic that you would like to hear me discuss, go ahead and hit me up. I'm right there. But with that being said, the chain is resolved, guys. Peace.